there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 22 degrees here in the city of Glasgow. It's so warm, so sunny that Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn are coming live from the car park here at the Go Radio <laughs> Football Show. Don't worry, they're out the back. You can't get near them. Um, well, headlines tonight. We'll obviously talk about the meet of last night. Uh, but today, here's the latest. Eagle-eyed Rangers fans reckon Malik Tillman has dropped the biggest transfer hint yet with a subtle social media update, or not so subtle, subtle, he's changed his profile picture to him in a Rangers top. Celtic have announced that, that James Forrest is going to be honoured with a testimonial match against Atletico Bilbao. Where else? Well, Jim Goodwin keen to stay at Dundee United, despite the fact that the club is all but relegated after that 3-0 home defeat to Kilmarnock. They would need, what, an eight-goal swing for them not to go down automatically. And where do we start? Doesn't happen often. Both sides of the big two didn't get a win last night. Rangers right at the end, the very, very end against Hearts, a draw. Celtic losing 4-2 against Hibs. Andy, you were at the Rangers game last yeah. night. Farewell, the hello to Kieran. Overall, what did you think last night? It's a, overall, it's a strange night, wasn't it? I suppose Dundee United yeah. is the top story. Yeah, of course, that's the biggest story. I can't believe the big city club of Dundee United who've got such a big budget and have been outfought by the likes of, uh, you know, Ross County and Motherwell and St Mirren and St Johnston. And they have struggled badly. And I know that it's going to be such a tall order to overcome an eight-goal swing plus the, the three points. So for them to go down automatically, it's a truly... It's a truly astonishing story. But I was at Ibrox last night. I thought Hearts uh, played really well. Uh, Rangers, I was sure, were going to get over the line, but uh, just a lack of concentration, a bit of slackness at the back. But I think the night was the beginning of the the, the sea of change that uh, the Rangers supporters want to see. A lot of players not going to be there next season and they're, they're just waiting to hear who will come in. Rangers fans, were you there last night in the sunshine? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Celtic fans, the cup final's just over a week away. There's trophy day on Saturday. Six changes in the Celtic team last night going to Hibs. But you know the story. That doesn't often happen. It hasn't happened all season. Celtic going three games without a win. Stephen, though, at the bottom of the table, you know how tough it is to get out of the championship. Pretty much it looks like Dundee United. Um, what's your feeling? Are you surprised that they're probably going down? Uh, not surprised in terms of the way it's been going um, getting into the splat and a lot's been made out of these these games being six pointers and how important it is and the difference it can make beating each other they've played four games in the splat and they've got no points um, if that's not relegation form then what is um, they've, they've not been able to defend all season and they don't score enough goals to compensate for it so barring a miracle um, they're going down to the championship again which is a disaster for the the money they've spent in terms of where they were last year, finishing fourth, started the season in Europe and 
another season of championships just a disaster for them but I contrast that with a year ago you were at Kilmarnock so what a performance by them away from home only their second win of the season away yeah I fancy them I, I think when I mean, it comes down to these moments as well they've, they've got a good manager Kilmarnock um, really calm obviously had similar type games last season and he was the calmest man in the room and everyone knew their jobs going into it and wasn't surprised to see them. Um, I managed to catch some of the game. They were first to everything. They were picking up second balls. They were constantly making Dun United defend. And I spoke to one of the boys today, and he couldn't believe how comfortable it was in terms of a six-pointer game and, and the ramifications. And he actually quite enjoyed the game, which is quite unusual. So delighted for them and sets it up for a real big atmosphere at Kilmarnock uh, down at Rugby Park on Sunday. Andy, when Ross County went two goals down to St Johnson, you probably thought, well, it wasn't over, obviously, but it wasn't looking good for them. They come back to 2-2, then 3-2 in the 90th yeah. minute, and then the last second they lose a goal, so 3-3. Yeah, whether it was a draw or if they'd hung on to their victory, they would still need to go to Kilmarnock and win. So I don't think their mindset has changed. And, um, you know, they've had uh, a couple of victories in, in the split. They have uh, stood up to the, the pressure um, and as have Kilmarnock they've they've also won uh, a couple of games in the split to to see Dundee United lose all four uh, to date is just it's amazing when you look at the names of the players um, I'm not sure Jack Ross would have taken them down had he had he stayed on that seems a long time ago doesn't but it but it seems a long time yeah. ago and I totally get it when any club loses nine goals you immediately think what is going on there the players aren't doing it for them but you look at what Aberdeen have achieved, Paul. I, yeah. I, I remember being at Tynecastle and lost five, could have lost by seven, eight or nine. And then they lost six at Easter Road. In between mm. that, they lost 1-0 uh, to Darville. And lo and behold, they've changed their manager and, and Barry Robson's done a terrific job. They, they've overturned that huge gap that Hearts had on them and they've secured third spot. Has this been the craziest season managerial-wise? You know, Jim I think Goodwin, it, hasn't it started? I think it just tells you that managers do make a difference. Managers mm -hmm. are important. Of course, players, it's all about players and what you can get out of them, but I think there are some managers who can get more out of certain individuals. They're more organised. Maybe maybe players have more respect and want to run more for them, and that, that that's a trick of being a manager and, and getting that across to a group of players and that's a £5 million game last night for Aberdeen 5 to £6 million to get that third spot Stephen that's huge and you can see the way the fans are right behind local boy Barry Robson yeah um, obviously he's been there for, for a long time with, with, with Derek and, and in the background working with the young players and as you say I even forgot but the one at Easter Road that, that, uh, that Aberdeen lost to six Um to think that from from those moments to think that they would even get the top six was going to be a bit of a challenge for the next manager so to go in and get third and they'll probably be bigger Celtic fans than the Celtic fans going into that cup final to guarantee their, their group stage football next year um, and what a turnaround hats off to, to Barry Robson what a brilliant job Yep, 3-0 to Aberdeen last night uh, Kelly winning 3-0 as we mentioned uh, Livy and Motherwell 1-1 yet again Motherwell not losing it's amazing and Kevin Van Veen Andy Another top striker like yourself. Fantastic. Ten. He joins well, Mark score, and yeah, Marco Negri. Who just, the, yeah. To score ten goals in a row, I mean, it's almost like a, a goal of a start Motherwell are, are having with every game. It doesn't look likely that he'll still be at uh, for part next season, but uh, you've got to admire the way Motherwell consistently come up with uh, strikers that get them goals. I'm going all the way back to the likes of Michael Higdon, they had Jutkovic, they had Blackman, 
Um, they've always had someone capable of, of scoring goals. Van Bain is the, the latest one. No doubt he will move on and uh, make a bit of money for himself, but I'm sure Mother will have already thought about one or two players that could take his place. As always, we've got Sky on in the background, Andy, your own Sky, and uh, we see... Uh, well, quite a number of managers, including just a moment ago, it was Ange Postacoglu, they're talking about the Tottenham job that nobody seems to want. Um, yeah. And his name's been mentioned, Brendan Rodgers up there as well, De Zebre. We don't know who it's going to be. Nobody, the fine old boss has said no, he's staying. Uh, what do you think? I, I, I was speaking to Stephen earlier, I, I just think it's really telling that everyone seems to be knocking back this Spurs job. Why would that be? It's such a big club. They've got arguably the best stadium in, yep. uh, in Europe and um, there is a bit of money there to spend mm. um, I don't know what the story is with Harry Kane obviously he's your star player and you want him to remain and score goals but why is a manager from Dutch football turning down Tottenham there must be something going on in the background maybe it's the way that the club is run maybe it's the conditions that the manager himself is put under so with everyone knocking it back I can I can understand big managers like Ange Postecoglou and Brendan Rodgers thinking, hang on a minute, there's something not right there. Maybe uh, just hang fire for, for a while. And yet, Stephen, what a job. You know, for whoever, I'm not saying it's for yeah, uh, Ange Postecoglou, um, but massive club. Yeah, just speaking so, Spurs, Josie yeah. Mourinho uh, did a brilliant interview. Just his timing's perfect as usual. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Mr Levy's club and it the one club that he's, he's not got fond memories of because Mr Levy removed him the week <laughs> yeah. of a cup final when, when he yeah. wins cups. So, um, Which yeah, was bizarre, wasn't it? That was, it was that, bizarre. Yeah. Um, but, you know, almost personal. Yes. Yeah. Almost. I, but it seemed a bit, you know, that might be the sort of thing that people yeah. say, well, what, why, what is it, what's happening at Spurs? Why would he do that? And they say, because he wants to run everything. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. Harry Kane might be leaving in the summer. So is on paper it sounds like a brilliant move but the fact that all these managers are turning it down you've got to think there's something more in it Some other news this afternoon Ange Postacoglu has absolved uh, the red card given to Dyson Maida he's not blaming the player at all he insists he would never criticise the Celtic star I, I saw the highlights Andy but I haven't seen yeah. the close-ups it, it looked I'm not saying it wasn't maybe two fouls but he's so fast he's, Yeah I thought the first yellow was yeah. uh, harsh but when you are on a yellow, don't do not do the second one. That's all I would uh, comment on it. But um, no, he'll miss, the, he'll miss the game, which is a big game. It's, yeah. a, you know, it's a big occasion when you, you go and get the trophy. But obviously he'll be there. He'll be a part of it. And I think Ange Postecoglou might want to get a team as close to the one that takes part in the cup final, just so that they have played together. I know he's... I totally understand why he's given so many players uh, a bit of game time, a bit of opportunity... But I think maybe on uh, Saturday against uh, Aberdeen, Aberdeen yeah. they are going to play something close to the starting eleven that you might see against Inverness Cali Thistle. And they never stop is what they say. But the last few games it's been different. I know he's thrown people in, it has been. But you'd want Maida back at the weekend. You'd want Greg Taylor back in, you would imagine. Obviously we know there's no CCV. What are you thinking, Stephen? Because you were preparing for the Cup semi-final. Uh, now that the final, it seems a long way away, but suddenly... 10 days yes I think Celtic will be glad that these top 6 games are out of the way and um, they'll enjoy trophy day and, and Saturday mm. and I think Celtic will be as close to the, the cup final team I think Dyson Maida will play in the cup final but um, I think he'll be only change I think it'll be very interesting to see who plays next to Carol Starfelt 
I, I do you think? I don't expect it to be Kobayashi. I think he's really struggled in his his appearances. Um, Stephen I, Welsh, could he come back? I think Alistair train, uh, Johnson's back training, so I think they'll look to get, get him a game at the weekend. Um, I think for him and Taylor to come back, and I th- the fullbacks are really important in the Celtic system. And um, as much as Anthony Ralston does a good job, I think Bernabe struggled. There is a drop off in quality, so I think it'll be desperate to get them two back in the team ahead of the cup mm-hmm. final. And just very intrigued to see what he does. Um, he play a water there again. He's, he really struggled against against Curtis Main, but Inverness don't have a physical striker. Um, uh, Majowski's injured at the weekend, so he won't yeah. be playing. Does he try out a water again, or does he go with Stephen Welsh, who has been there before, but he's not played a lot of football? So that's the big decision ahead of the cup final for Ange. I think it really highlights Paul just just how important Carter Vickers has been, and not just the way he plays. It's what he, he, the chemistry he has with Starfield, the understanding that he has with the fullbacks, and the understanding he has with the goalkeeper. And I think you've seen so many um, mistakes in, in Celtic's play over the last number of weeks. They've lost a lot of goals. I mean, when was the last time they lost to uh, four goals to Hibs? I think it was, I think it was back in the eighties. Six. Someone told me last night, the great Hibs fan that. I know who yeah. works for uh, Sky told me that. Um, so, yeah. uh, I think they want to get away from just these silly, daft mistakes that they are, are making. And it tells you just how important Carter Vickers has been all season. Certainly is. Celtic fans, what you're looking for this weekend. You'll enjoy Trophy Day, but you'll be looking for a win against Aberdeen. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Yeah, Alistair Johnson should be back for Saturday. We heard him on here last night via Sky. A uh, good interview with Ange. Um, what do you think, Celtic fans? Give us a call. So those are the headlines today, but so much it's at the other end of the table. It's not normally where we want, where we want to be, Stephen, but uh, it looks as though Dundee United are down. And who is going to go down alongside them? We'll find out. The games this weekend, as you probably know. So on Sunday then at the bottom, Kilmarnock against Ross County. Uh, Motherwell Dundee United. So United would need an eight-goal turnaround St Johnson against Livy and on Saturday Celtic against Aberdeen Hearts Hibs and St Mirren Rangers is it 3 o'clock on Saturday Andy just looking at your half 12 Saturday oh, Celtic, half 12 there Aberdeen, yeah. 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 just double checking 12.30 yeah. the early kick off so it should be in the well, sunshine all, all, as well. all three games are half 12 on the Saturday all three games are 3 o'clock uh, Sunday just checking so you've done your homework last uh, Last games of yeah. the season before the cup final. Right, what are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. So we had the news last night. We told you that uh, Kieran Dow was on his way to Rangers. Uh, Michael Beale spoke about the new player last night. But first of all, he spoke about the game. 2-2 with Hearts. Crazy first minute of the game. Uh, defended that throw on really, really poorly. Uh, that's obvious to see. And then a crazy last minute as well in between that I thought Hearts come were really committed you could see their game plan and they probably uh, got their goal really early earlier than what they thought there was a lot of uh, stoppages in the game it was a feisty game you could see it meant a lot to them that sort of fired us up as well and the crowd and I thought we responded well we scored a fantastic first goal we just changed to a back three just before that to uh, to just help us in our build up and I thought it worked we come out the second half and we're by far the stronger team we've thrown the game away really because we had Although we give away a really poor second goal uh, of our throw on and then we kick the ball away in the middle of the pitch and it's really poor from us. But we had three or four moments where we could extend our lead and, and uh, you have to go and take them. But it was a strange night all round, wasn't it? Quite an emotional evening. I thought the fans were fantastic to the players at the end. Hugely proud of the fans for 
given the respect to those players for their achievements over time with the club on their individual uh, journeys. And I think for those five, um, they'll have a heavy heart going home this evening. Andy, what was your impression of the reception for the players when they came out? I think it's always emotional when you know that uh, this is going to be your last performance. I know Alan McGregor's got his testimonial against yeah. Newcastle in, in July, but and that will be a tremendous occasion for him. But knowing that you're not competing again, not getting into the dressing room, not being with that group of players, it, it, it is uh, you, you, some players take it really badly mm-hmm. and take a long time to recover. I think for guys like Scott Arfield, they'll very quickly realise. I think he's someone who'll just be in demand. I think he's still got what it takes to uh, operate in the Scottish Premier League. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't a bit of interest in him because everyone needs a goal-scoring threat from the middle of the park and I still think he offers that. Neil McCann, who often tunes in as well, he said, Stephen, that maybe Aberdeen or Hearts would think about him, Scott Arfield. Could you see him going there? Yeah, I think I think they'd be interested in him. I think these Canadian connections, yep. there might be that options of going over to the MLS um, so but, but very intrigued to see what, see how where it goes would he not go back to Falkirk what's Falkirk? the attraction for Falkirk we'll take, we'll take him back yeah. <laughs> yeah. get Falkirk out of the third tier be, uh, well, come and help us out but, yeah. uh, he has no. said he'd love to go but maybe the following maybe season not. yeah I mean yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the wait <laughs> exactly. there you are message from the Falkirk captain he's Michael Beale about the reaction to those players yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's a normal what just happened out there after a season where we come uh, trophy list that that the the appreciation the fans showed tonight was incredible really proud of the fans because they've had it tough this year they've had it tough and there's been a lot of change in their football club and but they seem really optimistic and behind the group and they've sent them boys off in the right way tonight. Stephen, you're looking very smart here. I mentioned that because Ryan Kent, was that smart? Is it just different? I mean, I haven't seen that before from a Rangers player. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I couldn't believe it. Um, I've, I've tried to sit in that boardroom before with a tie yeah. um, <laughs> as an, and then you weren't allowed in, so I'm really surprised that uh, yeah. they let them out in the pitch like that. So, But uh, in, in individual cases, they've been popular Rangers players. Um, Michael Beale's right isn't easy for the lack of success the Rangers fans have had to, to give them the reception they did obviously Scott Arfield and, and Alan McGregor I think Alfredo Morelli is going in last night's performance and his season as a whole he might get a good reception because it was the last time they seen him at Ibrox yeah, because sure. uh, just watching him last night it was just a reminder that Rangers have played with that striker for long spells this season um, when you think of the last two performances and then he goes back in and they just don't look like the same team when, when they're missing that um, they're missing that number nine. That's that's an area of the park they need addressed this summer. For sure. And uh, yet again, Todd Cantwell, how did he impress you? Scored the first goal? It's his energy and he looks more confident, more mm. comfortable. Um, I think the supporters look, are looking towards him to to be the main man and he's he's maybe taking on that responsibility. I think he realises himself that you know this season has, has gone. There's been, as, uh, as Michael Beale said, it's been trophyless. And he needs to do a bit better. I think the fact that uh, they had a couple of new players in the stand, they've obviously got their eyes on um, new signings coming in. All of that's going to take a bit of time. And to hit the ground running the way that Ange Postecoglou did with his signings, that's obviously the the target. But um, very difficult to get uh, that level 
uh, of performance immediately when you come into you know a different environment. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. 0808 17 17 700. We're with Macklin Motors. We're with Andy Walker, the former Celtic Hebs, Partick Thistle, Air United, Sheffield United. Keep going. Bolton. Bolton, of course, Bolton Wanderers. And Stephen McGinn, Falkirk captain, also ex-Hibs. I wish I hadn't started this. Kelly. Kelly, Watford, Sheffield United, and Barcelona. <laughs> Sorry, I don't... <laughs> Great to see you, Stephen. How are you? You're looking forward to this weekend, aren't you? I know we mentioned Tottenham there, but Aston Villa also looking for that European place this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, really excited to go down. Yeah. Um, big game. Um, obviously, Brighton getting a point last yeah. night means that Aston Villa can't get Europa League, but they can get the Conference League if they better Tottenham's result this weekend. So, a real big game. And in terms of the first three or four months of the season for Aston Villa to to even be in with a chance, we spoke about Aberdeen doing it. Uh, it's amazing, an amazing run they're on, and they were really unlucky not to win at Anfield. It's just how far they've you've come, and uh, he just seems like an absolutely brilliant manager. You'll be down there seeing your brother, John. You don't need a driver? No, you're okay? Yeah, you're <laughs> No, we're flying down. Oh, of course you are. Hey. The PJ will be, won't Marvelous. it? What do you think, Andy? The Marvelous. private jet. Great stuff. Uh, it'll be a great will game. It'll be amazing, won't it? Always is going to, going to Villa. What a great For stadium. sure. What did you make of the news yesterday? Just speculation, but towards the end of the season, Andy Robertson was saying that the Scotland captain, the Liverpool, well, he is a fantastic legend now, could be on his way to, well, he's wanted by Real Madrid. Yeah. Well, what, the what Liverpool team is going to change. Obviously, yeah, you sure. saw the big uh, departure last yeah. week, the emotional one with Firmino. And um, if I was Andy Robertson, mm. I, I'd, I'd want a taste of that. I'd want to go and live in Madrid and play for a Real Madrid side who are the most dominant European champions yeah. over the last number of years. And just, just for the life experience. I mean, he can't do anything more at Liverpool than what he's done. He's won the title. I think what you'd love to do is win the title with supporters there. That, that was that was a bit cruel, them winning the title and not doing it in front of their fans. But he's won the title. He's won the Champions League. He's played in a couple of Champions League finals. I know he's married and got a couple of, uh, couple of kids. So I don't know whether he would fancy doing a, you know two or three years in Madrid it, it seems very attractive to me I know who wouldn't want to go to Fantastic. the Spanish capital which Fantastic. is an amazing place it's, it's attractive for all of us yeah, the, exactly. thought of, the thought of the, the Scotland captain yeah. being a Real Madrid player yeah. um, it's something we, we speak about where, how where the national team have got to and how far we've come if the fact that our captain's now getting linked with Real Madrid it's, uh, it's really exciting times for us mind you last night Peter Grant was saying Kieran Tierney I know he's been mentioned a few times for Newcastle, but could you see the former Celtic man going to Real Madrid? Uh, not, uh, not off the back of the season he's had. No. Um, Quality-wise, he Kieran Tierney's a top-level player, but Kieran Tierney will want to get his head down and, and play regular football next year. And I hope it's at Arsenal, but if he has to move on to get it, because as I said, speaking of the national team, we need Kieran Tierney to be playing football. Yeah, I, th- I think he would be attracted. If there was any interest from Newcastle, I think you've got to go Champions League football and the fact that they want to do better than there's obviously a bit of ambition there and uh, Newcastle's just an exciting city to be in watching football these days. It sure is. And what about Billy Gilmer? Great to see him to get some game time at last, Andy. And we're thinking Scotland as well. Well, I just remember that Billy Gilmore who arguably best player on the pitch at Wembley when we got that draw against England and you always thought he was going to kick on and and be a a better player week after week but 
struggled with one or two injuries, struggled with a bit of form, struggled with getting game time and it's just great to see him back playing so well because as Stephen says, you want the the Scottish players, the, the players that can make a difference, you want them playing uh, at the highest level and he's certainly capable of it. It's, it's why you speak about regular football. It, when you speak about um, Billy Gilmer, he obviously had that spell at Chelsea where he was getting the odd bit of games but you go that long time where it's out your routine that you play 90 minutes every week and you get the move to Brighton and it doesn't you don't naturally go in and just start producing good 90 minutes every week week. so you need to get back to it as soon as possible and, and that's when the form comes back What do you think? It'd be great to have them back because Scotland before we know it Andy although it's coming yeah. to the end of the season we've got a couple of games Listen, We've got yeah. big games obviously the one against Norway yeah. I mean mm. we'll go into it very confident we've beaten Spain we've beaten everyone's favourites and we beat them comfortably yeah. So uh, Norway will be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, Scotland are, are coming to town, we'll need to be on our best form. So um, it's just a, it's a great game for the Scottish players to, to play in. And I think pretty much players at that level, they're very much used to now going into June, even deep into June, knowing that there's important games to be played because the, I don't know, Stephen, what you think, but just the life of a footballer, I mean, when, when I, in my early days at, at Motherwell, at Celtic, even when you got to, we got to three cup finals in a row, that was always around the 20, 25th of May, and then that was it. That was your last game. Mm. Uh, you might, uh, the international players might have had a couple of internationals, but you wouldn't go beyond the very early days of June. And then you know you knew you were off the whole of June and maybe back in the, either the first or second week in July. It's totally different now. Yeah, I remember when I first moved down to, to England, it would be, I think, nearly 10 weeks off. And you're thinking, wow. first three, four weeks, just a total shutdown physically and mentally. But probably just ha- having a brother at the top level and you're trying to uh, kind of arrange family holidays and stuff like that. John's never available with the Scotland yeah. duties and the way the Premiership, obviously with the World Cup, it's went on a bit longer this season. But yeah, you are talking just a couple of weeks. They don't have that. They don't have that shutdown of the body. Where do they go in pre-season, Villa? Do they do all that uh, Asian? I think they'll have a tour somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They, they, did, they did last year, but they big money, have, isn't it, for the big clubs? These these yeah. big players don't have a. Even I had it ten years ago. You'd have a total shutdown in the body, yeah. and then you would have a three four week. They they don't. They just stay. And even when they go mm. back for pre-season, there's no. A, a big running session because there's no been any drop-off for any of the players. We mentioned at the top of the show a testimonial for James Forrest and Andy, what player he's been for Celtic. He's still there. He's got, <laughs> I mean, has anyone got the trophy well, count that he's got? Very Scott few. Brown must yeah, run him sure, close. Or, yeah. But James yeah. Forrest have been there for that length of time uh, to score the amount of goals that he scored and obviously the amount of assists as well. 100 goals, 100 assists yeah. and, and counting and the fact that he's been through so many managers who've all played him. And uh, he's a Glasgow boy, and I- I'm sure the place will be an absolute sellout. He is the consummate professional. And you just love to see guys like that getting a, a reward. I won one title uh, with Celtic. He's been there time and time again. And as we just discussed there, putting your body through the mill and you know playing domestic football scoring a lot of goals scoring big goals as well uh, playing well in Europe getting all those experiences and he's been a Scotland player um, so he, he deserves everything that's coming his way and when you think about it it was only last season that Ange's first trophy was the League Cup 
and in the semi-final Celtic weren't playing goal. well against St Johnson he came on and right. he, he got the goal well he's done that a few times yeah. he's come on and made a difference and there were there was a time when he was the he was the really important player and um, his attitude has always been first class Stephen you've played against him I, I played with him uh, briefly a couple of games for the under 21s and he, he has not changed one bit honestly like, obviously boys will know him better but all the years coming up against Celtic, um, he's just the exact same boy and still no social media, no big interviews ever. You never hear from him. I think it was it this season he scored a hat-trick for Celtic as well. I think he had a wee cameo, yeah, yeah. he scored four yeah. goals in yeah, two right. games and, and, and I was actually thinking with Maida's suspension, Haksabanovic's injury and Leila Bada's had a bit of a drop-off, yeah. a mix of injuries and form. Who's to say that he doesn't have the big say again uh, in, in a cup final? So you never know. Andy, that's a good shout. Yeah, he's never let Celtic down. He's has he? never let yeah. you, you down, and he's got that pace. And, and he's the type of player he can pick the ball up off your right back, and he can carry it 30, 40, 50 yards right into the opposition half. Get your throw in, get your free kick, get your corner, and yeah, he can still get your goal. So it's again, it's this difficult time that we saw for some of the Rangers players last night. James Forrest will realise his time at Celtic is coming to an end. Is what's his next step? Does he want to go abroad? Does he want to step down and still play in Scotland? Uh, these are all, these become really big decisions mm. because it affects you, it affects your family and what you want to do next. Well, Glasgow boy, he's played in Glasgow yeah. all his life. Will he go to the Far East? Could you see him going to Hibs, Edinburgh? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, Ayrshire boy. Uh, Ayrshire, is he? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts? No, it's, I don't know that. Oh, but you uh, jumped in smart saying, oh, Ayrshire I just, boy. I just know <laughs> him and Alan are both Ayrshire. Right, yeah. Well, uh, he, he he could go to Air United and give them a lift because they yeah. need a lift after getting pumped with the thistle last week. I went yep. to that game. Yep. I'm and, going to ask you about uh, that in a moment or two. Yeah. Before we get to that, can I just say, you mentioned if you're going to win a title, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, 1988 was a special year to win it for Celtic the centenary. Well, it yeah. was. I, I was blessed by, you know, just playing alongside some of my heroes, some of the guys that I'd been to uh, go and see every week with uh, Celtic. Some of the great names, Roy Aitken, who's the best captain I ever played mm. under and such a... Such a lovely guy, lovely man, and uh, Tony he never Burns. stopped. Sorry, he never stopped, did he? <laughs> he Breaking, never stopped talking. And, never missed yeah. a day's training. Um, absolutely roasted anyone that wasn't given a hundred percent. And um, Tommy Burns was pretty much cut from the same cloth. Uh, Paul McStay, Pat Bonner, uh, they were they were really special players, and to to win a title in that group is is a great memory for me. Decent chance of seeing Roy Aitken this Sunday. Quite often at Villa Park for, Aye, for of course, yeah, because so he was there. Bumped with, into him uh, a few times. Yeah. Uh, the last time I saw him, Stephen, was at um, was at Ibrox in the the Rangers Celtic game at New Year, and I saw him at half time, and of course we thought Celtic were looking good at that point. You know, they were a goal up, but of course Rangers come back, went two one up, and I can remember Big Roy's eye. Maybe two or three today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it finished two yeah. two, and that was that was the one where. Um, um, Kyogo got the, of the course, very late yeah. goal, That's and right. I've got yeah. to say a very important goal because yeah. it gave it, it just stopped Rangers having any sort of flicker of right. hope. Yeah. I think That's true. It shows you how it, it can change. So Atletico Bilbao from the Basque region up the north there of Spain, they're coming to town in the summer. I think it's the summertime, isn't it, to play? Si. Yeah. See, thank you, Andy, for um, against Celtic. 
for James Forrest. Uh, 0808 17 17 700. Some calls coming in. We'll take them shortly. We're just going through. There's so much from last night, isn't there? Where do we go next? Stephen, what do you think? What about how Celtic played or the game itself? It was. Uh, I saw the highlights. You probably saw the highlights as well. Andy's just speaking about Kyogo. I think he's one of the ones that won't have enjoyed the, the rotation. There's mm-hmm. um, yeah. a top goal scorer race that's well on yeah. at the weekend. Of course. Um, and so he's on 31, isn't he? Um, 25 in the league. In the league, yeah. Um, and Van Veen and Shanklin both scored, so both won behind him this weekend. So I'm sure he'll be desperate to get his yeah. 90 minutes in on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Um, what did you make of it yesterday? How did O do from what you saw? He looked like a handful. I think he's he's a young lad. He's still far from the, the finished article, but it looks like there's a lot to work with. He's such a... I remember being at the St Mirren uh, Celtic game and he went to warm up and I couldn't believe the size of him. He just... Yeah. Such a, a big guy. He seemed like he had muscles uh, coming out everywhere. So there's lots to work with. He's still obviously not the finished article and he's he's going to have to up his game significantly to displace Kyogo. Yeah, I think... I think that can be a problem for a player, Stephen, because it's not often, well, rarely, if ever, Ange Postecoglou plays with, with two strikers. So your main striker, I think, will always be Kyogo. Mm. So if you're oh, you're coming on for 20 minutes for half yeah. an hour, mm. you're maybe getting some regular game time, and then you're given an opportunity to play from the start occasionally, and you need to take it, you need to be ready, you need to show that you can be part of the team. I'm not sure he works as hard off the ball as a Kyo- well who does work as hard yeah. off the ball as Kyogo does but that's pretty much part of the way Celtic play and it's very difficult to you know just to improve and be regarded as someone who will challenge uh, the main striker when you're you're not getting as much game time the stats show the 4-2 win for Hebs Rio Hatati scored the penalty um, Hebs equalised Yuan. Celtic went 2-1 ahead oh as we mentioned they could have had more um, and then after Hibs came back then looked as though there was going to be it was a great deal in it for Hibs they've given themselves a chance now to go up against uh, Hearts at the weekend yep. and maybe get uh, that place um, of course you know, obviously yeah. I think fifth will get you European football mm. I think Celtic will win the cup final but if you could get fourth it's it's obviously a bit better it's just amazing that for Hearts that the fall the fall off yeah. and you think Robbie Nielsen lost his job because it looked like they weren't going to get third and this weekend they're a derby loss away from finishing fifth it's yeah. been it's been a real drop off for them yep the Dons were seventh when Barry Robson came in uh, Hearts were third obviously and there was nine points between them and um, Hearts had a game in hand amazing and, 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 the, and the result Andy spoke about it I'm sure he knows better than me he was at the, at the game that day when Hearts beat, turned them over 5-0 and you'd have, you'd have been mad if you'd said that yeah. Aberdeen would eventually comfortably finish third. Yeah. yeah. Bizarre moments in the game. Do you take anything from it? You know, I know Ange, we heard him yesterday and then we was interviewed afterwards. He said, well, it's on me. He's taken it on yeah. him. There were so many changes. Um, it's a bizarre goal as well for Scott Bain. He hasn't yeah. played. You felt for him. He did a couple of good Listen, things. Listen, Celtic then, have yeah. got the job done. Yeah. And they've retained the title and, and really... I mean, sparkling style. Take away the the. I mean, Celtic won the game at, at Tynecastle after the split. That was them. They'd won the they'd won the title. I think it's quite natural for for a drop off to occur. I think it's quite natural for a manager to to give a lot of guys who've travelled with the team here, there, and everywhere, not really got a lot of game time. Let's see what you can do. Give them an opportunity, and you're trying different partnerships. And it's uh, it's not surprising the form has has dropped off, and that's why I think they might try and go back to 
his strongest possible team tomorrow against Aberdeen, not just to beat Aberdeen and celebrate the trophy day, but to give that get that understanding back between everyone and the the starting eleven in the cup final at Hamden. Yeah, t- totally agree. I mean, would Celtic have lost these three games if they needed to to win them? Would you think? No, no. They, they didn't lose a domestic game since September. So, and you look around Europe. I don't think Napoli have won a game since they won the league. I don't think Barcelona have. Man City, Man City, Man exactly. City yeah. played it a game last night against a good Brighton side. But I'm sure if they needed to win, they would have won the game. So, I thought that was a good quote from Pep Guardiola when he said. Uh, we have drank all of the alcohol in Manchester yes, just 40 hours ago. So <laughs> it that, tells that you everything, was, doesn't uh, it? That tells yep. you everything about their level of performance. All right. Quick break and then we're back with Stephen McGinn, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney. We're on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Paul Kinney with Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn on the Go Radio Football Show in sunny Glasgow. The weather is fantastic today, Stephen. You'll be off on holiday soon, of course, at the end of the season. Falkirk, a lot of good things. Could have been the cup final a week on Saturday. Have you got that out of your system now, though? Didn't happen. Yes. Um, I mean, we can Do you still think about it? You've got it. I do. I, I'm actually thinking about it today. About <laughs> if, if we'd have been... Um, Preparing for the cup final, yeah. would we have been sensing blood with Celtic? Yeah. No, obviously. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was just thinking about yeah. how long yeah. it was still to go to, yeah, of to, to the cup final. So the Inverness boys, as much as they'll be raring to get out there, it must be dragging in for them. That first goal was so cruel, wasn't it? I don't want to go back on it, but was it VAR involved? I remember. Yeah, VAR, yeah, the penalty. Yeah. So, yeah. but the, yeah. these games, sure. I mean, the first goal is really important. But when we were offered that open goal to make it one each and yep. get us right back in sure. the game, we didn't take it. Um, so we move on and we have a crack at it again next year. Celtic against Inverness of course a week on Saturday the table most things are sorted certainly at the top Celtic the champions on 96 points Rangers on 89 uh, Aberdeen in the third position so Europa League for them 57 points I think some of the big questions uh, Paul would be will Hearts give the job to Stephen yes. Naismith mm-hmm. I mean it started badly for him when he lost the, the Edinburgh derby I saw them at um, at home against Ross County. They could have scored seven or eight. Mm. And I've got to say, I saw them last night at Ibrox, and I know it was a strange type of uh, atmosphere, um, but I thought Hart's approach was really good. I thought their energy was really good. I think it tells you that they're all playing for the manager, but but given that the target was third, it's almost your, your remit. Your, your remit, Robbie Nielsen, was to finish third, so he took that on. It looked unlikely that he was going to do it given the form You've it was then given to Stephen Naismith and, and then it was well, third's not really that important but it was from the boardroom there was there was mixed messages there so I don't know if Stephen Naismith is going to um, get that job and then of course what do you do at Dundee United personally I think any manager that gets relegated you can't expect to, to keep your job and I know it's happened down south with the likes of uh, who was uh, uh, the Burnley guy Sean Dyche oh, yeah, who took sure, them down right. from the yeah. Premier League mm. but brought them back up immediately yeah. because they obviously believed in him and he then, had such a track record with them he, he? did yeah. and then he actually kept him up for, for, for years and it yeah. looks as though he might do the same with Everton mm. I think they'll beat Bournemouth on Sunday and there's a pub but, named after him as well that's right I've right. passed yeah. that yeah. sometimes <laughs> when you go to Burnley but um, 
Uh, these are these are big questions. What's yeah. Dundee United going to do, and and what are Hearts going to do with their ambition? The Hearts won. Surely they would have to win the derby at the weekend to have any chance. But that's a great point you make. You know, Robin Nielsen must be saying, "Wait, wait, I'm out a couple of months ago. I could have got third. The guy coming in, who was one of his assistants, one of his coaches, he has to get that third spot, does he not? But yeah. he hasn't. Yeah, and I think Robin Nielsen and his team would have. As we spoke about Jose Mourinho not getting the cup final, Robbie Nielsen wasn't given the, the Edinburgh derby. I think he'd have fancied winning the game where Hibs were at that moment. And to get closer to Aberdeen and potentially get third, I think Stephen, Barry Robson knocked the door down to get that job. I mean, it was he just dismissed all competition. I'm, I'm your man. It's not quite been like that for Stephen Naismith. And I think if he loses to Hibs at the weekend and means he's lost both derbies and finishing yeah. fifth, I don't think he gets it. I think to give himself a fighting chance of getting this, Job he has to win at the weekend. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that's the way to look at it. And and it is brutal. Management is absolutely brutal. I mean that's a a tall order for a team that come up from the championship who did uh, finish third. Right, Robbie, when you do it again, and if you if it looks even remotely like you're dropping off, uh, you're you're they pull the trigger on them. It's it's a, it's a brutal game. And what about the Dundee United position? So Jim Goodwin, good on him, came out last night, faced up, said it was just. Whatever it was, he said, just yeah. not good enough. He's never enough. going to walk away, Paul. Sure. But uh, I mean, the championship is—I uh, I don't think it's been a great standard in the championship. I was—I was at Thistle last week, and I thought, apart from the first five or ten minutes, they absolutely deserved to beat Air United, who looked uh, a totally different team without their, their the focal point in their attack, the striker Akinyemi. So um, it, it looks as though Thistle will play either. You know Ross County or Kilmarnock looks like looks like Ross County, but um, uh, yeah, there's another sure. manager change that yeah, has worked for Thistle. Chris Doolan's done a amazing, tremendous yep. job there with a, with a club on a, a very modest resources. What about the Dundee United position, Stephen? What do you think? I, rem- I remember when Jim Goodman was uh, appointed the manager. I was really surprised. Just both cases. I remember Jim Goodwin's closing weeks at Aberdeen were really sore. Obviously, a couple of heavy defeats to the Edinburgh clubs. Darvo was obviously horrendous. Just the way he left his road that day, he just thought that's a guy that needs to get his head down, refocus. And for Dundee United to go and give him the job, and for him to take that gamble to take the bottom of the league team that lost heavily a few times before that, I thought I, I didn't think it made sense. And of course, now he'll, he'll want to try and hold on to that job and to try and bring Dundee United back up because. Um, once you go out from there where does the next job come up so you'll be desperate to keep a hold of it but as Andy said w- once relegation happens it's really hard to, to to keep a hold of it you'll be at Villa Park Stephen McGinn Andy Walker you'll be on the telly with Celtic against Aberdeen but part of you um, from journalistic point of view the Edinburgh Derby is yeah. massive about you know who's going to get that job uh, who's going to win and what season I mean Lee Johnson people are hot and cold on, on him he's a bit different isn't he the yeah. way that he speaks yeah. with the media and maybe with everybody yeah. but if he can get that position um, yeah. it's when I, I was at Easter Road last yeah. week for the Rangers game and Rangers won quite comfortably yeah. and when that um, one of the goals went in oh my goodness they were streaming out of Easter Road and when you speak to them beforehand it's I'm not sure about mm. the manager, but as you say, you you look at uh, after the weekend's games. That'll be 38 games they've played, yeah. and Hibs have got a chance of finishing fourth above Hearts, yeah. and actually uh, a chance of uh, getting some guaranteed European football. And 
that that will transform their finances. Do you think they'll get it? Do you think they'll win? Um, I don't. I, I no. was really impressed with Hearts right. last mm. night and them at Tynecastle, knowing what it means to the manager Stephen Naismith. If if they want him to get that job, they will put in an outstanding performance. And at Tynecastle, Hearts are really good, mm. and I, I like the way they go from from middle to front. I like mm. Devlin. I think they've got a terrific goal scorer in Shankland. Yeah. I thought he was really clever and smart last night. Janelli, uh, I think, is in top form. And you've got one or two of the subs who come on, made a difference and, uh, you know, got a goal. Somebody was on the other night on the show, at Go Football Show on the social, saying, Josh Janelli, could he not go even further, an even bigger club? But the guys, I think Peter was saying, it's the consistency he hasn't shown. Yeah, I, I like his energy. I mean, the goal that uh, he scored in the top corner last week when they yeah. beat Aberdeen was yeah. sensational. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I take that point from Peter, but I think sometimes you can be, and it takes a, it takes a, I don't know, maybe an experienced eye, a trained eye to, to realise a guy with whatever qualities are his best, put them in a team that have better quality than what he's currently in and he, he might be able to really flourish. See, I think that's the key to turnaround to Hearts has been consistency. I think if you look at his career, he's had loads of clubs. It's happened for him at times. It's not really happened for him. His first couple of years at Hearts has been very up and down. He's came in for a lot of criticism, but I think especially since he's been kind of more through the middle, more of a out-and-out striker with Shanklin dropping a bit deeper, he's really come into his own and he's actually looking like one that would be really hard to re- replace at the minute when you think you might lose him in a free transfer. Yeah, it was a Rangers fan who'd been on last night. Good point, guys. This is Michael Beale after the draw last night, 2-2, so a season domestically undefeated at home. Like Leon King's not played much football the last few months and, and Nas John suit and with three games in six days, we have to rotate around a little bit. That was hence some of the changes in the starting lineup tonight. But yeah, you're not wrong. Since I've been, every single game we've played, we've missed good opportunities. We certainly need to be ruthless more in both boxes. We've had an unbeaten home campaign here in the league, which is a good sign that doesn't happen too often. Uh, So obviously it's our away form, but our away form of late has been very, very good. So I think we're, we're still... The disappointments were early in the season. I think the team bounced back overall well. We've managed to cut the deficit a little bit from what we had, but... Overall, it's a season of disappointment and uh, and next year we'll need to come back and be stronger, certainly at both ends of the pitch. I don't think there's too much wrong between the boxes. We dominate a lot of the games. If you've seen the games you know, around us at the moment with the top five teams, we don't have too many problems with the opponents we're playing against. We've just got to make sure we're a bit more ruthless at both ends. Stephen, we often say this. What about Lauren Shanklin? Could he cross the M8s and come to Rangers? I thought he put on a good addition for it anyway last night. Um, thought he was really good in the game. It's just what it would cost. Is he is he worth Rangers buying? I don't know how much Hearts Hearts wouldn't want to sell to another Scottish club. Yeah. Is he worth the four or five million pounds it might take? As much as that to, is he worth that to be the main Rangers striker? Then that's not for me to judge. But he definitely played well. He occupied their defence last night. That's for sure. I think he could play there, but I don't think Rangers will go for him. When you listen to Michael Beale some months ago talking about the strikers that he already had at Ibrox, he didn't see anyone who was better uh, in the Scottish League, in the Scottish top flight. So I think that was a message, not only to Lon Shanklin, but to Kevin Nisbet, to, to maybe Duke and Miofsky mm-hmm. at Aberdeen. That, um, he, they weren't going to improve Rangers. And 
the other thing is you're you're seeing it's all I love it when I see a young player getting an opportunity and you've seen that at Rangers re- recently with, with Leon King. I thought he played well at the weekend against Hibs. He, he was good in patches last night. But you speak to Rangers supporters and they don't want him to start next season. They want a they want an experienced, recognised, maybe even an international centre back. And, you know, they, they all love to see Alec Lowry coming on and Adam Devine on the bench and, and, and others. But when you talk to Rangers supporters about next season, they, they don't want to see the Scottish players. They want Rangers to... It's a spend, spend, spend. I, I don't know how much they've got. And you've heard Michael Beale talk yeah. about, you know, needing a, a bit of an overhaul. Um, so it's, um, it's really tough for Scottish players to... Uh, to make to get the chance that they're getting now to get it at the start of the season when games really matter and we want to see talent locally Absolutely. coming through you know and look at Nathan Patterson he didn't get a lot of game time but he got the big move to Everton I want to find out about what it's like at the end of the season Stephen we're heading for the news any uh, yeah we'll talk about that just after the news at 6 and we're previewing the games because we're going to be into it 36 hours and we're back into the Singe Premiership for the last time this season. News is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Getting ready for the weekend. The final Singe Premiership games starts off Saturday, 12.30. The three games, Champion Celtic, Trophy Day against Aberdeen, third top and Europa League for them next season. Hearts against Hibs, the Edinburgh Derby. And St Mirren, what a season they've had against Rangers. So those are the games Saturday. And then Sunday at the bottom of the table, Kilmarnock against Ross County. The Jeopardy game, who's going to come second bottom? Technically, one of them could. Well, uh, Ross County could, but highly unlikely. Motherwell against Dundee, Dundee United. United are all but down. And St Johnson against Livingston. And before that, Stephen McGinn, Andy Walker, big game tomorrow night. Air, your old team against Partick Thistle, one of your other old teams, Andy. I mean, 3 0, but could it be a Sheffield Wednesday kind of. Uh, well, I watched turnaround? that. That was yeah. truly remarkable. I just don't think without Akinyemi, Air United have got a chance. And I liked the way Thistle approached it. I thought they were right at it from the, the, word, the word go. And uh, I think 3 0 was a fair reflection. Uh, if anything, it could have been 4 or 5 and the, and the game could have been over. So with the likes of. Um, with the likes of Brian Graham in good goal-scoring form, I think Thistle will be the team to play either Ross County or Kilmarnock. Stephen? Yeah, I think uh, Patrick Thistle have got the job done. I know all the talk um, within the walls at Firhill will be about the Sheffield Wednesday game and not to get complacent, not to lose your head if you lose the first goal. I actually think the Championships teams, obviously with the week in between, it's not as big an ask for them going into the, the Premiership playoff match. Um Sometimes it can be kind of Saturday, Wednesday and then straight into the Premiership. So they've had a bit of time to get their legs back and they want a professional job down here and get ready for what will look like either Kilmarnock or Ross County. It's online with the record. They're saying that the Sifuentes deal, Jose Sifuentes, the Ecuadorian midfielder, getting closer, that the terms have been agreed. They've quoted there about $700,000 a year, so £567,000. He could be on his way, but... LAFC have to allow him to leave early, Andy, and that's a big if, but he's highly rated. Yeah, well, you have you need to take a punt sometimes mm. and they've obviously trusted someone's judgment and maybe the manager knows a bit about of himself. It's a market where Alistair Johnson has come from. He's been really 
uh, successful. It's not a market I don't think that we know a great deal about. We always tend to think of, you know, the MLS as a sort of retirement home for for players who've had, um, you know, really big careers and and one one last payday. But uh, he's Ecuadorian. He would come to Scottish football, and there would be. Like everyone who comes to Celtic, to Rangers, to any of the big clubs for a big fee, there's pressure on you to perform immediately. Stephen, what do you think of him? I know you're doing your homework. Yeah, well, I, just, I spoke to him, my friend who, who works out in America in, in the league below and he, he tells me he's, he's a real talent and um, a bit surprised that Rangers could get him actually. Um, he thinks he's a, a real good player and he, he sounds like the type of player that Rangers maybe need. Um, Ryan Jack, I don't think he... I don't not that he's not reliable, but he's not going to do fifty games. Sure. Um, they need someone else in there, but a bit of presence, but a power in there beside Raskin and Cantwell. Let's hear from the manager who introduced uh, Kieran Dowell to Rangers last night. The news came out before the game. Here's the manager. I first came across Kieran when I went to Liverpool. He was across the city at Everton as a young player. I like lefties. We've missed a lefty in our midfield since we lost Joe Aribo. Um, so I watched him come through at Everton, play for all the England age groups, played for, I think 15, 16 times during the under-21s. He's played in the Premier League for Norwich. Norwich have had a bit of a change of coaches in his time there. So he comes in as a, as a player that knows three or four in our dressing room that he's played with. He's a player I like a lot, similar to Todd or Tom Lawrence he, and, and Scotty Arfield in that he can play in midfield or upper line. I really like him and I think he'll, he'll uh, really kick on at Rangers and he'll be a player that will be seen as a very, very good signing over time. I'm actually looking forward, really looking forward to working with him. Andy, that rebuild gathers momentum now, really. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a bit of a mess, the situation with uh, Kent and Morelos. Yeah. We, everyone here, I remember speaking with Barry at the start of this season, and he, I think at one point Barry thought that they might just stay on, certainly Ryan yeah. Kent, but... Um, to be fair to both players, they honoured their contracts, so there's no there's no problem there. But I, th- I just think from a business point of view, you need to get an answer a lot earlier than that and you need to cash in if, if they fancy going elsewhere. That's just the nature of, of football these days. So, um, uh, yeah, they did good things, but um, there's a big turnaround now. And it's just what I said earlier. It's the, the demand now is for any player who comes into Ibrox I mean, Celtic, I think, are a pretty well-oiled machine. They're pretty, they're pretty slick, and I've no doubt they will they will strengthen too. And those players will be asked to to perform at a top level immediately. That's the that's the nature of it in Glasgow. Listen, Rangers, Rangers obviously would like to be preparing for the cup final next week. Um, it hasn't happened. Their seasons came to an end. They're, they're playing out the games, so fair play to them. They're not wasting any time. They're moving on to the next season. They're getting their business done early. Obviously, it sounds like um, they're signing the, the lad Sterling, the, the kind of right side defender. Sounds like Jack Butland might be coming, Kieran Dowell, Sifuentes, you said. Um, looks like he's coming. So they're using the time wisely instead of just playing it out and, and waiting to see what comes up in, in June. That They're getting their business done early. Here's a bit more from the manager on the rebuild at Rangers. We're nearly there now to it happening. It's been it's been waiting and waiting and waiting to get to this point, if you like, and without being disrespectful to any of the players in the squad now, but the squad did need energising. You'd all tell me that the first day I came back to the club, so uh, I was listening all the time. I think the players inside need it. I think, as I say, the fans need it, and we'll come back stronger. We're not that far away from where we want to be, but it's 
five, six, seven new players coming in and energising. I think the two boys that come in in January have done that and the fans obviously want more. And what I would say to the players arriving is if you see how those boys were treated tonight that are leaving the club, then it's a wonderful football club to play for. And if you give your heart and soul for it and you and you give everything you got for the club, then the fans will pay you back tenfold. Stephen, has it seemed like a, a long season for you? And uh, at this time, you're normally, as Andy mentioned earlier, most players are on, on the beach. Did you have any end-of-season stories from your time down south? Uh, one, I mean, when Pep, he's Pep Guardiola, yeah. but drink, uh, the Man City boys drinking Manchester Dry, it just yeah. triggered a, a memory. Um, we we beat Charlton, the, Scottish, uh, the FA Cup quarterfinals with Sheffield United, and one of Nigel Clough's big selling points um, with within the, the the dressing room was if you if you do well you'll be rewarded and we'd known from a few of his players that had signed for us that had been at Derby that he likes some of his trips away. I think with Derby a couple of international breaks would go to places like Miami or something. But wow. <laughs> with us being in the third tier we didn't get any international breaks. Yeah. So we're thinking sure. Gaffer. Well Morty's assistance but <laughs> it wasn't really that approachable. Um Was he not? No. 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 Um <laughs> anyway, so he's yeah. surely we can get away. We're yeah. in the FA Cup semi final. Yeah. So they're looking at the schedule and it's like because of the backlog, because of the cup schedule, um, we were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday and all of a sudden a wee TV game appeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preston, Preston away get moved to the Monday night. So we were thinking, surely it won't, but we did. <laughs> you we got played, away? We played yeah. on the Wednesday yeah. night. I can't remember, I think we maybe played Crawley or some. Oh, yeah. we, we beat them 1-0 at home the Wednesday night mm-hmm. and we were to be at Bramall Lane the next morning for 4 o'clock. 4 a.m.? Um, yeah. <laughs> Boots weren't required. Yeah. So um, we all went, everyone, manager, everyone, we, we flew out to Marbella. Oh, he sits down at the start and he says, right, there's two rules here. You make breakfast and you make dinner. And just from speaking to a few of the, the, the players, you made sure you, if you didn't make breakfast, you didn't make dinner, you were dead. So we had a, a right good go at it for, yeah. for a couple of days. We, we celebrated getting to the... It was, I mean, yeah. we were in the bars in Marbella, que sera, sera, we're going yeah. to Wembley. <laughs> Um, I think we got back We got back on the Saturday We had one training session On the Sunday And we went to Preston Who were going for the league good, Real good side And um, it got quite heated at, at the side of the pitch And I think when the final whistle blew The two managers The two yeah. managers I think Nigel Clough Made uh, Simon Grayson aware That we'd been on the bevy For three days And they still couldn't beat us <laughs> <laughs> Andy Any stories that you can tell From season The end no, of season I mean, The end of the club We've all done that I think yeah. I, I think in, in Certainly in my time You were encouraged To have a yeah. You know a, a right good smiley And to be fair We did uh, At times But Where was it Mallorca uh, We went On Seamill. a Seamill we, <laughs> we went to Seamill a lot But we went On a January break To uh, Marbella The same thing And we, we had a right good uh, Hit at it and it worked really well for us because we come back and we won the league. What I remember is the next year we had arranged to do the same mm-hmm. and we went to Ibrox and we get pumped 4-1 <laughs> yeah. and Big yeah. Billy cancelled the trip and yeah. he gave it to, uh, I don't know what yeah. the charity was, but he sent he sent sure. others on that uh, trip because we had let our supporters down and so, you know, you're not getting back there. So that was, that was a good lesson yeah. as well. Yeah. You'll get rewarded when you do it, sure. but you'll, uh, you're you not going if you can't uh, live up to that again. I'll, I always, I mean, I've always disagreed with this. Uh, when, when you book Christmas dues, I mean, you only get, as a group, as one group, you only really get one season together. Sometimes not even a full of season. Course. So you have yeah. that Christmas due to look forward to. Mm. See the amount of times you go into that Christmas due weekend 
and you're thinking, right, we can't get beat here because the manager might cancel it. Yeah. It's the worst feeling oh, in the world. Yeah. You just wish, <laughs> you wish when they all get yeah. booked, they say, right, see no matter the result, fans, manager, club, appreciate yeah. that we, sure. we, you only get one group, uh, one trip, one Christmas do together, just let us go. It's funny because the fans, the rest of us think your machines, we expect Oh, we just think about the football but you're human beings as well and you need a break at times and it's good for the bonding Barry always says that you remember that with the Walter Smith team and, yeah. I mean they played hard as well I'm sure and, your team and, did and I yeah. remember Chris Morris had a wedding in yeah. a January mm -hmm. and we beat Rangers 2-0 mm -hmm. I think Frank scored a couple of goals like and Chris's yeah. Chris's wedding yeah. oh, was that night and yeah. the old uh, McDonald Hotel Oh yeah, in. in the south side. And yeah. I don't know what happened, but Mark McGee led some sort of drinking game, and the next <laughs> thing I know is I oh. was carried home oh dear. by uh, oh. Pat Bonner, Tommy Burns, and just thrown into the house. Yeah. And <laughs> I have no idea what no. Had happened. Drink responsibly, <laughs> of course. That's what we would advocate. So we're nearly there. It's this weekend, uh, and then of course we've got the cup final, uh, Celtic against Inverness, Cali Thistle, a week on Saturday, five thirty kickoff. For TV, not the best time though, Stephen, is it? It's three o'clock, you'd expect. I know you would be happy to be there. You just missed out at the semis, but it seems a bit different. No, and um, Ian Maxwell spoke about mm. getting it to half five, so we've got a audience um, in England as well, and oh. I think the English BBC aren't showing the game, so that's backfired a bit. So I mean, you would want it to be three o'clock. It's mm. it's sewer showcase game. We don't give a monkeys who's watching from out with the country. You want that to be the main game, three o'clock. And because of the Inverness, it, it's such an ordeal for them to get home. I, yeah. I know Celtic fans, it, it, it works out a good day, full day, obviously maybe a hot day in the, the game, half five. But for the Inverness fans, if it goes to extra time and penalties, what time they're going home, what's the transport like? So, yeah, not ideal. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? The last three games, you haven't had a win, losing to Rangers, the draw with St Mirren and then that defeat last night to Hebs but I guess maybe people realise it's over I mean Ange Postecoglou spoke well during the week when he said hey you know we've won that title you know they can't take oh, it away from us that's really what it's all yeah. about get the job done and uh, you know give the give the players all the credit that they, they deserve and you speak to any uh, Celtic supporter I think most of the games they've seen this season they have been entertained they have been well looked after they've seen a wide variety of goals they've seen a sparkling displays um, really loved their football got value for money with their season ticket and there's just one more uh, big hurdle to overcome and that's the final against Cali Thistle Do you think Celt well, Celtic clearly think, are the favourites I think Celtic yeah. will do it I mean you would imagine that Cali Thistle might get um, a bit of a lift seeing Celtic's recent form. But that's why I think they'll revert back to uh, the tried and, and, and tested and trusted um, maybe this weekend against Aberdeen to get them in the right frame of mind for the cup final. I read a stat on Twitter that Celtic have only won two of the last ten um, last away games of the season. So it's nothing new to Celtic fans. I mean, in most most of these seasons, they'll have been the champions already, and um, with changes and lack of probably that spark, it's, it's it's a game they've tended to not win it. Stephen, what's the latest? We asked you a few weeks ago if you were in charge at Celtic, where would you be strengthening over the summer? The goalkeeper, would um, you definitely, yeah, alongside yeah, Joe Hart. Yeah. yeah, I think they need to strengthen the left back position. I really like yeah. Greg Taylor, he's come on a long way, but I, I don't think uh, Bernabeu's an able replacement or deputy for the type of 60-game season that Celtic are going to have again. 
And Andy, I, would you agree on that one on Burnaby? I, I think Celtic can strengthen in every area of the pitch because I think uh, when Ange Postecoglou was asked earlier this season about how do you keep all the players happy, and he said, "Well, it's not really my job. They, they need to keep uh, me happy." So uh, he would happily strengthen all over the pitch, and depends sometimes on availability. I think you do need to look at the. I'm, I'm imagining Celtic will do some business away. You know, players will go out. Mm-hmm. They'll maybe get, um, I don't know, maybe a Bada, maybe O'Reilly, or other players. They'll, yeah. they'll make a, they'll make a profit on these guys, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they've got one or two players lined up yeah. to uh, to come into the squad. Where else are you thinking midfield? Yeah, midfield. I think I think you always need to um, freshen up your midfield. Get get get. It always improve the quality in midfield but I was just the, the right wing position has become a little bit of a, a problem I don't think anyone's really grabbed it this season Jota Dyson Maida Haksibanovic all look a lot more comfortable on the left um, I think Jota got moved to the left for about five minutes in this cup semi-final when he got his goal um, Leila Bada who knows what's going to happen to him but his form's definitely tailed off um, from, from where it was early in the season so I think that's an area they, they need to strengthen where he was so dynamic at the start of the season as, as Rangers know well yeah I, I mean I, I still I mean his stats are probably still really good you get him in the box and give him a chance he's, he's going to put it away but I just don't think he's he's not as free flowing down the wing as he was at, at times and I know he's a young lad and might, he might come back the season and he might improve again um, but I think it's an area that we're looking at Andy yeah else? I think so yeah. and the fact that there has been you know, everyone's aware of the perceived uh, speculation from clubs like Ajax that can turn anyone's head. Would he, would he want to go to a club like that? He's already at a big club. He's already at a club that are playing Champions League football. So he might want to he might want to knuckle down and get games in the Champions League where he had that experience this season. And he could have got one or two goals at different times. I remember the game against Real Madrid where he might have done better with, with a chance that you had so um, you know what it's like in Glasgow Champions League football uh, under the lights is a sensational watch and another striker you were saying as well obviously yeah, I, think, I think Celtic will want to just spread that burden mm-hmm. um, and put pressure on O and uh, get someone else in I mean they had uh, Yakumakis, who I thought was always had you replaced him uh, sorry, had you taken Kyogo out and replaced him with uh, Yakamakis? I remember at times, I, I think Celtic supporters would have been quite happy with that because he was a different type of player, but he was always effective. And of course, he got a big goal, I can remember, up at um, uh, St. Johnson in Perth, where they, you know, they looked as though they'd, St. Johnson looked as though they'd got an equaliser. Yeah. And lo and behold, Celtic went right up the park and scored, sure. and, and he got it. And you so, reminded me earlier he was the joint top scorer for Celtic last right. season, wasn't he? Just right. a year ago. So, yeah, yeah. You need a you need a bit of uh, quality, obviously, but you you need a bit of competition for places. Stephen, who's been your player of the year? I know Kyogo got the cinch the other day, got the players' player, and he may well get it on Sunday night. The football writers, what would you say? Uh, Carter Vickers, yeah, uh, clear for me. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, I love Kyogo, and what, a, what an amazing season! His goal tally, the way he goes about every game. Um, I just think the importance of Carter Vickers um, and on one hand I'm saying there's been a drop off in terms of the competitiveness of Celtic but you take Carter Vickers out of that team um, and and see that look at the one game they lost before the league was won at St Murn he wasn't available that day I've no doubt in my mind 
that Curtis Main and Jonas a younger wouldn't have had anywhere near the success he had if Carter Vickers had been playing that day yeah. Andy yeah. that's right but I think just in general you look at anyone who gets the player of the year award they tend to be an entertainer mm. a striker a creative midfield player it's not often and I know guys like Craig Gordon have won it recently but it's not often you get goalkeepers or right backs left backs that are um, you know players of the year we always look to the, the the guy who gets the headlines gets the goals uh, plays some really um, attractive mm. football he's spoken like a striker that's what the top goal scorer <laughs> was <Absolutely>. for <laughs> <laughs> I saw the big smell there from the midfield dynamo of Falkirk I just, I just yeah. honestly I think uh, obviously if Kyogo when Kyogo was injured last season Giacomakis was, was excellent really came to the fore as a Celtic striker I just don't see I, I see a major drop off in, in the Celtic performances when, when Carter Vickers isn't playing and such a level of consistency I think he's a, the key one to keep this summer uh, out of all their assets I think when you see the the makeup of the team of the year players uh, voted for the team of the year I think it, uh, they, they reflected the season really well because it was dominated by Celtic players. And the fact that maybe one or two didn't get in, it was the fact that so many players were voting for so many Celtic players. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you maybe yeah. don't get the one player at, of Motherwell. If you ask me one player at Motherwell, yeah. everyone says sure. Van Bain. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who's, who's Rangers player of the season? I don't know. I'm going to ask you that after the break, okay? We'll hold it. Um, at Motherwell, the other player could be Paul McGinn. Vo- <laughs> Family Connection is with us, Stephen and Andy. Next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. 28 minutes past six. It's May the 25th, which is a big day um, in the life and the history of Celtic, of course. May the 25th. 1967, Celtic, the first British club to win the Champions League, the European Cup, as it's called there, the, the big trophy, I, Andy. I yeah. don't remember it. I was two, but yeah. my, my dad was there. Yeah. And uh, my dad was also there in 70 in uh, Milan when wow. they lost the yeah. final. And you had a good line at Tommy Gemmell, of course. Tommy, what was it What was it like, <laughs> the late, great Tommy Gemmell? What was oh, it like, Tommy, to score you. in a European yeah, Cup? Yeah, what was it like, Tommy, yeah. to score in a European Cup final? He said, well, what won? Because uh, he scored against <laughs> Milan as well. He did, uh, he in, did. The, in 1970, obviously against Feyenoord in yes. the city of Milan. Milan. And of course, your grandfather was very much there as well. Yeah, uh, houses dotted with memorabilia yeah. from, from especially that era. Yeah. Um, obviously loved that team and any Celtic team since then has been compared to them, unfortunately for them. So uh, nobody will ever replace that team in his eyes. That's the way it should be. You, you don't you compare. They stand alone. Yeah. For, mm. for what they did and of course having met so many of them and uh, got to know their, their their character and their personality they're, they're always great company yeah will we see a Scottish team winning <laughs> the European Cup again and the Rangers this time last year in fact it happened hadn't it went so close to winning the Europa League Bentley kick away yeah so, so close I think um, but the, I can see us I can see a Scottish team getting to a, a UEFA Europa sure. League final, yeah. Champions League final. The the big boys are just so out of reach. When you see what uh, Real Madrid, what Man City come sure. up with uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm. it's 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 almost a different sport they're playing to to the one we play here. 
And of course, the money in the game now is centred yep. in England yep. and then Spain and yep. Germany. Yep. And we're already is down, a European Super League. Yeah, of course. It's, it's uh, in so it's impossible really, isn't it, to win uh, the Champions League. But, you know, Rangers got to the 2008 final led by Barry. Um, Celtic, well, we talked about it, it 20 years ago, just a few days ago. It was that 15 years ago from Rangers, just a few days ago. Could it happen again in Europa League? This time, one of the clubs winning it. Yeah, I mean, if if at the start of the last season someone had said this is Rangers' potential route to the final, what's the chance of them getting there? I'd have said impossible. So they've gave us hope for the future that it's possible. The one thing I would say is if with the third place in the Champions League group stage not dropping into the Europa League, when that happens, I think it becomes a bit harder because the Champions League, for all its riches, it's very hard to, as Andy said, to compete with these top boys. I think I think that third place was always that safety net to, to extend a European run into beyond Christmas so that's a bit of a blow for, for the Scottish teams um, but as you know you, you never stop dreaming and that run last year from Rangers gives you that hope that maybe one day of course they would have automatically got into the Champions League you know if they had beaten Eintracht it didn't happen and we know the story but they made it into the Champions League which was terrific Andy well I'll take, I'll take you back to the pressure that Giovanni Van yeah. Bronckhorst was under he had already won a, a trophy he'd won the Scottish Cup and uh, of course to to yeah. navigate his way into the, the Champions League just to just to generate that money was it was essential PSV of course uh, stood in the way as Rangers tried to qualify for the Champions League I, rem- I remember I, I was at Coldplay that night Were you? Yeah. Family yeah. And I remember <laughs> I remember the result coming in mm. and I remember thinking what a significant result that is in terms of off the back of that European run and then to go to Eindhoven and win that game and uh, you thought maybe this 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 is a real Rangers team this is a team worth kind of sitting up and taking notice and to think that it was a highlight of their season yeah. Um it's just been a, a big fall off, big drop off. Sky full of stars for you that night, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Give us one. Come on, throw one. You're not yellow. Hey. Come on. You're not... <laughs> you got him for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> All the Coldplay songs. You can tell I've gone to Google. Uh, I didn't have the bit at the start there. But yeah, who is going to be there? So Celtic in the Champions League next season. Rangers, the rebuild continues. We heard from Michael Beale. Um, and what they're doing, Paul, is they're, well, he's trying to get these players in early. Because as we've just said, the biggest games of the season, the the games that will actually define your season in in many ways, they they come after the first league game. That's when the Champions League qualifier is. So um, the the best bet for Rangers is to get these players in, get them bedded into uh, pre-season training and, and try and go at it right from the word, uh, right from the first whistle in the dying embers of this season then Andy who would be your Rangers player of the year well the I don't think there's a lot to choose from and that's been Rangers problem they are trophyless you've got to look to Tavernier again who has I think he's been uh, a bit like Morelos tremendous value for money but uh, someone who's still there he's the captain of the club um and his, his numbers are just remarkable. Uh, not just his, his goals, and he, he was a bit cheeky last week at Easter Road, even attempting uh, that, that free kick. Uh, but he got it in, and he's done that time and time again. Free kicks, penalties, sometimes from, from open play. Uh, his numbers are truly remarkable. Your play of the year for Rangers, Stephen? Yeah, it's, uh, 
you'd, you'd probably have to go with Tavernier. It, it's tough. Um, I think if Conor Goldson had stayed fit all season, I think he'd get the nod. I think as we about Carter Vickers, the drop off without him, you only need to go back to that three-two game at Celtic Park to see the importance of Conor Goldson to Rangers. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not that competitive a field, so you've just got to go with Tavernier for the, the goals and assists. This time next year, will it be Todd Cantwell? The manager spoke about his Norwich signing from a few months ago, who everyone would agree has been a big success. He scored again. We all know where it's coming from. That was a blatant foul at the weekend, two hands in his chest. So. This, of course, was about um, people saying about Cantwell exaggerated uh, the foul the other day. Let's see what the manager says. We all know where it's coming from. That was a blatant foul at the weekend, two hands in his chest. So for me, it's a blatant foul. Like anywhere else on the pitch is a foul. What's Todd going to fall over there for? And then it becomes a narrative around it. He's doing really well. I think people should just enjoy him while he's in our league. He's been in our league in a few months and he's shown lots of bright things again tonight. A fantastic goal. He's feisty. He wants to play the game with passion. He's everything that fans want. I think he's everything that people come to watch the game want. And we just got to be careful of, of that. You know, we've just got to be careful. We've been down that road before with Alfredo, haven't we? Andy, what do you think? Uh, I'm pretty consistent in this, Paul. I have got no problem with anyone winning a soft foul. I think winning soft fouls is is part of the game. And um, you, the thing you've got to remember about what happened last week, it led to a free kick in a really wide area. The problem was uh, David Marshall making a big mistake with the goal. He just shouldn't have allowed it in. But as it, there was clearly, I thought it was a foul anyway, and some people didn't. And uh, you know that's okay. But soft fouls are, are a part of football, and you know part part of your game as a striker is to win fouls, win free kicks, get 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 us up the pitch. And if you can win a foul, do it. I've, I've not got a problem with it. I don't. I, I don't really like why they're so concerned about the criticism. Um, I think when Kyogo came to Celtic and um, the narrative that Kyogo's dives and yeah. I watch games with, with Kyogo and, and teams, he's a big threat to, to teams. They try and be really physical with him, quite aggressive. We see them kind of physical contact all the time. I didn't see any kind of social media posts from Kyogo saying, look, that's where I'm getting kicked, that's where I'm getting thrown about. So Todd Cantwell and Michael Beale are fueling this. It's now something you're looking at. What's, what's happening with Todd Cantwell so I think I think all they're doing is adding fuel to the fire Was it Chris Sutton they're referring to because he did I think say something about him but you know the media are there uh, there's a huge interest in the game and yes. thank goodness there is yeah, because great, otherwise great have, uh, that level of interest exactly yeah. and as long as people are being absolutely fair and if that's what they believe we live in a democracy we live yes. in a free uh, society I know that more and more people go down certain routes on online and you only hear echo chambers of what you think yeah. and you go too far to one end or the other it's and I think there's no manager will ever accept that one of his players can win a soft foul mm. but they will always comment yeah. on an opposing player mm. I went down too easily or but they would never say it about their own and the truth is every team has a player capable of winning a soft foul part, part of the game and just go on with it you made a career of it. No, I'm kidding. Don't get your lawyers on to me for that one, Andy. But I know not, over the not years. Not so much no. a career, but I'm happy to admit yeah. that I went. I could have stayed in my feet sometimes, yeah. and there, there were times when I felt the contact. No, I don't want to take an extra stride because I won't get the shot away. So I'm going down and I'm going to ask the. Uh, I'm asking the referee. I think that's a foul. What do you think? Because I might get a, 
I might get a free kick, might get a penalty. Of course. Or VAR uh, these days. We, I was mean, just thinking, I, was, um, I mean, I was never never quick enough to be in a position where, <laughs> uh, to, to win fouls like yeah. that. But we played Celtic um, one night at, at St Mern Park mm-hmm. and um, Oliver and Cham was already in a booking. Mm-hmm. See that way when you can see at the corner of the eye someone's steaming in. Uh-huh. I think it might have been on TV. The game finished uh, 0-0. As I've cleared it, he just steamed in. And, and you do kind of jump and you think because yeah. 11 for 11, that Brendan Rodgers Celtic team did to beat us. We yeah. were fighting for our lives. Mm-hmm. And someone gives you that chance he gets a second booking all of a sudden we get a point and, and up the road I, I would only describe that as you being a professional professional taking advantage of another professional's stupidity and asking the referee what do you think is it the referee it's the yeah. referee that makes the decision and I think sometimes you do get very strong firm fair mm-hmm. referees I think that's what we all want yeah. but there are times you get referees who are they're unsure they're not confident and Experienced players will always try and take advantage of that. The guy used to come on and talk about Nitchum. It was in Cham, wasn't it? That guy, Nitchum. Celtic, good player. Um, uh, seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? It's only, what, two years ago? I've, I've seen him play left. a yep. couple of times for, for Swansea. How's he doing? Well, it was strange because he was such a big player for Celtic in the middle of the park. Yeah. And when I saw him play for Swansea down at Middlesbrough, he was left of a front three. And he hardly got on the ball. Really? Yeah. It was a strange position he was in. One of the things we mentioned last night, John Kennedy, just last point just now. John Kennedy, could you see him going to Hearts if it's not Stephen Naismith? Would he leave the security of does, Celtic to be does, his own man? Well, exactly. Does he want to be a coach and be at a club where he's been a, a lot of years? Or does he want to take on the responsibility of, of getting points and uh, getting getting a team into Europe and... Probably developing his um, skill set because you're, you know, all, all the pressure's on him, and uh, he has to front up, win, lose, or draw, and all, all, all of these are, are are new to someone who's constantly in the background. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, as Andy said, I think at some point, if if he wants to be a manager, I think he's going to have to go for it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember just before Jack Ross got the Hibs job, it seemed to be John Kennedy's to lose. Right. And, and and I don't know what happened, whether Hibbs decided not he wasn't the man at the time or if, or if he decided it wasn't the right time for him. But he seemed to be very close. But these jobs don't come up forever. Um so if it and he and he seems to be doing a great job at Celtic. Everyone speaks really highly of him. If that's the career path he wants to take, then there's not a better club for him in, in this country. But what a good first job that would be, um, if he got given the heart's job. Well, it, it, it is, I agree with you, Stephen, but the, the remit will be you need to finish third mm-hmm. and yeah. that, that's the pressure of course that sure. comes with the man who's in charge of delivering that mm-hmm. you know you can play good football and the, the fans might really like yeah. you but if your remit is to is to finish third but, and you don't bec- get it because of that does that is that what attracts John Kennedy to Hearts the fact that yeah. for a long time yeah, working maybe. at Celtic he goes back yeah. for his first day of pre-season and he knows there is only one remit win this league so at Hearts, you take Celtic Rangers out of it, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of mini-league. Hearts need to win that league every year. So he's used to dealing with that kind of pressure. Arguably, it's the biggest job outside Glasgow, isn't it? I would say. Aberdeen might say something different. Aberdeen, Hibs yeah. as well. But uh, hobbies, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
Still a number of big games to come, not least the Women's Scottish Cup final this weekend. Stephen, of course, Celtic against Rangers. That was some finish to the league last week, wasn't it? It could have been could have been Rangers. And then Glasgow City score. And then, well, you know the story. Yep. Celtic then thought they had because they were two up against Hearts. Unbelievable. Uh, caught the last bits of the yeah. Rangers-Glasgow City game and it looked like there was only one winner with Glasgow City. Um, Rangers are obviously having to try and grab a goal they were throwing people for but after Glasgow City scored it looked like Rangers were going to score at any minute which would have handed Celtic the league so a crazy finish and uh, really exciting and and good for the women's game let's hope there's a big crowd at Hamden Sunday looking forward to that it's on the telly as well isn't it yes I believe it is so it's good to see it there Andy tomorrow night well you've both said I think are you going for the Jags Andy Walker, you yeah, are? I yeah, I think they'll manage the game well. Uh, I think they're pretty strong defensively and air need to be ambitious. Um, they need to be so much better than they were last week. But Thistle, always in control and with a three-goal advantage, they'll surely get through. Stephen? Yeah, and I expect Same. them, I yeah. expect them to, to win the game as well, continue the momentum because they're going to come up against a Premiership team with more quality across the board, more depth, but... Um, they'll want to continue that momentum because the Premiership team won't be used to winning whereas they've got this they're on a real roll they've got everyone back fit except Stuart Bannigan who they'll, they'll really like to get back fit and it'll be hard to stop in that, in that playoff final and we don't know yet who they're going to get no doubt I'm going to ask you really. I'm going to ask you in a moment so I think we'll head to the, the bottom six then because I was going to ask you first of all how you think Thistle will do against either Ross County or Kilmarnock well I, well I think it'll be um, Ross County yeah. I think Kilmarnock mm-hmm. have been excellent at home no idea what happens I know they had a brilliant away result yeah. um, last night but over the piece the, the drop off in form away from home has been something that they've really struggled to, to find answers for I know that from speaking to some of the guys but they've been excellent at Rugby Park and there's going to be a real good crowd in there and I know what a difference it can make down at Rugby Park when, when the home fans are, are right in and right behind you and I just think they'll get the job done. Yeah, like Stephen, I, I think Ross County might just uh, be in that playoff position. Um, but then you're, you're you're going up against Thistle, and when I look at Ro- the makeup of Ross County's team, I mean the the important player, especially in these um, you know post split uh, fixtures, been Jordan White. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. big, he's physical. They've got Simon Murray, mm-hmm. who's quick, and uh, he's got an eye for goal. I like Jan Dander behind him. Yeah. I think he's got Scored something to offer, and I think he's also it's, it's really good that he's been he's been fit again. And at the back, um, the young lad Dylan Smith has uh, yeah. impressed me. Keith Watson has obviously got all the experience mm-hmm. uh, you're looking for. So whether it's Ross County or or Kilmarnock, I think whoever it is, they will um, they'll beat Thistle and stay in the top flight. Okay. What about Kilmarnock against Ross County? Then let's start with that one. What do you feel, Andy? I think Ross County, given the fact that they need to win, um, what, what, do, what do they need to uh, sure. win so, by? They need yeah. to. Oh, they've got a they, they just, yep. as, as long as they win the game, then yep. uh, you know that would then be up. So that absolutely focuses yep. uh, your mind. Sure. So they're minus twenty-one, Kilmarnock min- minus yeah. twenty-seven. But you're going, up a, you're going up against a Kilmarnock side who their home form has kept them up. Uh-huh. I know mm-hmm. they won away at Tannadice uh, last night, but their home form has kept them up, and you would think they would. Um, they would not lose the game. So that's why I see Ross County in the playoff spot. Stephen? Yeah, I just think, I think Kilmarnock will 
not not go out and play for the draw, but I think they'll they'll be clever yeah. about it. I think they'll let Ross County uh, throw everything at them. I think they'll look to stand up to it. And as the game goes on, I think they'll score. I think Kyle Vassell's been a huge signing for them. Really important. He was he was fit last night for them, and he got a double, didn't he? Got gets his two goals. Yeah. So I think if if the young lad plays for Smith, plays for Ross County, then I think Derek and, and Tony Docko have no hesitation in asking Kyle Vassell to play right up against right. him and ask questions of him because he's 16 or is he he's just 16, turned, yeah. still 16 uh, well. and, and he looks like a man and he's been yep. excellent for them but they're going to I expect they'll, they'll ask questions of him with, with Kyle Vassell and obviously Christian Doidge is a, is a decent partnership there'll be a massive crowd there for sure as you know this time last year yeah I mean it's brilliant yeah. sometimes obviously it's a really big stadium and, and it's not always full but the, the, when you get it as full as possible I mean what an atmosphere it generates Andy did you like playing at Rugby Park? I liked it when it was uh, grass because I always yeah. thought it was one a, a real treat it was a beautiful surface yeah, and um, it, arguably one of the best surfaces uh, in the league but I, I'm just not a fan of any plastic uh, surface at all and um it's obviously worked for Kilmarnock because their home form has kept them in the league this season. And Livy have also done well. I know they were off yeah. it, but you know they got yeah, a draw yeah. yesterday, a win at the weekend. Yeah. You wonder if the artificial surface has a bearing on that. It shouldn't I, be in the top league. Shouldn't be, but I'm sure it does. Yeah. And uh, you know they they can train on it as much as they like. And um, you know the fact that both of them have got such a strong uh, or or better home record than uh, everyone else mm. of a similar. Uh, size club I think it tells you everything so we go into Kilmarnock 37 points Ross County in 34 but Ross County the better goal difference right Dundee United virtually gone 31 points Stephen they're going to Motherwell are they suddenly going to feel the right we've taken the pain we know we're virtually down do you believe in miracles no it, well miracles happen Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday was a miracle yeah. it, it does happen yeah. but Motherwell are probably the form team in the league um, Kevin Van Veen's going for the top goal scorer, but within that, he set himself a, a target of 30 goals. Yeah. He's two away from that. You're playing against the worst defence in the league, and if Berrigetti plays the worst goalkeeper in the league, so he'll fancy his chances of getting his 30. So I've gone for a Kevin Van Veen double, 2 0. Oh, wow. Right. So he gets his. <laughs> oh, uh, what if that's a bonus as well? I, 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 went yeah. to the game, I went to the game against Kilmarnock at home, and he was absolutely brilliant. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I went to watch a few Motherwell games. I was at that game, and yeah. some of his touches, Stephen, were they were delightful, so entertaining. He was so clever. I mean, I went to watch him a few times early in the season, and see that way you turn into a kind of fan, and you're saying a big lazy lump him. And Paul assured <laughs> me that he was top quality, and yeah. it's really clicked for him in the second half of the season. He's been unplayable. If you can score twenty eight goals with Motherwell, no disrespect to Motherwell, but you know it's not Real Madrid. What could he do if he went to... Well, Rangers have been mentioned because they need three strikers. So he wouldn't be the number one. But is there any chance of that happening? I, I don't see it. And I think when you look at the way Michael Beale wants to play, he wants his strikers with a lot of energy. Yeah. And I, I think he's a clever player. He's got a subtle touch about him. He's got beautiful imagination. But he's not the quickest. And, um, you know, I think that's probably what stops him going to... A, going to a Celtic or a Rangers but my goodness he's got he's got so many other qualities just thinking the season started for me that was the first game I went to Motherwell uh, in the European qualifier and I saw you arriving with your mum and dad and to see Paul obviously playing one of his first games Motherwell were 
terrible then, awful. but now they are that form too. So you were all and the the, yeah. uh, the atmosphere was and, yeah. fantastic. It was a sellout. Oh, that, it was tremendous. I, mean, I managed to buy the last ticket. Tremendous the it was, door. and the, the, just the colour from the fans across from the the tunnel. Yeah, they were they were, oh, they were loud. That that's what they're desperate to see. They're desperate to mm. see their team, you know, perform on a European stage. That would be something fresh, something exciting, and. Something that Motherwell uh, have ambitions to, to do again. See, they had a wee dig at the Ackies. I saw the banner was there. Oh, but that's what happens, isn't it? In yeah. the, so is it a Motherwell win for you, Andy? Motherwell Dundee United? Is, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a Motherwell win for me. I think their home form and uh, Dundee United have gone. And I'm mm. just so shocked at them being at the bottom of the table. When you think about their budget in comparison... To Ross County and Kilmarnock and all the teams in the bottom half, mm. even St Mirren in the top half, Dundee United have won eight games this season. It's eight out of thirty-seven yeah. with the it's squad they have. St Johnson Livy then it that doesn't mean anything. The game just scoreline, Stephen. What do you think? Uh, one nil St Johnson. Just in okay. terms of that wee bounce they've had with Stephen McLean, mm. look a wee bit more energised in Livingston, who are counting down yep. the days until the season finishes. Is he getting the job? Exactly. Do you think Stephen McLean? I think he's got a, a good chance. I see there's a bit of board movement mm. today at St Johnson, so the Browns are obviously taking a, a big step back. Um, we've still control, but the, they've got new men in, so be very interesting to see if he, he gets a job but he's been there for a long time he knows the club inside out and, and I think he steadied the ship he's obviously kept him up so uh, wouldn't be the worst move No certainty of it yet though Way to, no. obviously when there's uh, I'm like Stephen I think yep. he's done enough to uh, show that the players are behind him and um, you know the, the type of club that uh, you know look after the players who have served him for, for over the years St Mirren Rangers Andy we'll start with you on that one what do you think Rangers Last game of the season? Yeah, I just think Rangers, it'll be interesting to see the look, uh, the makeup of the starting 11. Mm. I think there was a bit of sentimentality in the, yeah. the team last night with uh, you know the likes of McGregor playing and then the changes that they made. But Rangers have been good uh, post-split uh, and I expect them to go to, to Paisley and win. Stephen, what do you feel? I was just hoping that it would get to the last day and, yeah. and St Mern had a chance of European football. Um, they obviously, I thought they were outstanding against Celtic at the weekend. I thought I thought they deserved to win the game. Um, the late goal that Callum McGregor scores, the late goal yeah. that Lon Shanklin scores, the last kick of the ball in Paisley. Yeah. And the one I can't get my head uh, out of my head is the, the home defeat against Kilmarnock. Mm. Um, sure. I think that's the one that they'll really regret in terms of trying to get European football but a huge step for them as a club first time top six and hopefully they can kick on again next season and for Rangers what's going to happen are they going to win I've gone for 1-1 probably a bit of bias to St Mern and, and their home record how good they are how tough they make it um, physically it's a real physical battle so hopefully a 1-1 draw Andy you went for the Rangers win Rangers win would put them in 92 points one point would put them on 90 Genius. Hearts against Hibs. Who's going to win the Edinburgh Derby? I think the Hearts will do it. Yeah. I think with okay. home advantage yeah. and given what it means to Stephen Naismith, it's his only chance uh, to get a victory over Hibs if he wants to get that job. Stephen, what do you reckon? I've gone for a Hearts 2-1. I think um, with a packed time castle and the importance of the game, I think the, the crowd will roll them on to a 2-1 victory. So the Hearts would finish on 56 points. OK, what about the Ch Champions Day? at Celtic Park Stephen what's the scoreline Celtic Aberdeen I think Celtic might get back to full, as close to full strength as they can I think Aberdeen 
they've got their job done they might have had a couple of sherbets to celebrate the other night so yeah. 3-0 to Celtic not as many as you had that time at Sheffield United with Nigel Clough Andy what do you reckon? well I think it'll be a special day for the Celtic yep. supporters because they get so much praise uh, and have done over the years and it'll be good to see Martin O'Neill there mm. I think he's going to hand right. over the trophy okay. so uh, he'll be our guest as well in the in the studio alongside Stylian Petrov mm. so some really good Celtic names there to uh, enjoy a a fabulous occasion, yeah. a great memory for the players and I think they'll get the job done. I think you'll see a team that's strong, maybe pretty close to the one that'll take to the field at Hamden for the cup final and uh, I expect Celtic to win it's Chris comfortably. Boyd. Is Chris Boyd phoned in sick for that one? <laughs> he, he might, uh, I'm yeah. not sure. As long as you and Ian Crocker are there, Andy uh, Walker, Ian Crocker, the best double act uh, as commentary teams in the country no question looking forward to it Celtic would finish the season then in 99 points remember we were talking about 111 or whatever but uh, yeah. or 109 but there we are Andy thanks so much we'll Pleasure. hear and see you and we'll see you next Thank week you. in the programme here you too Stephen you're not away on holiday yet obviously is it early next week or no uh, yeah, we can yeah. choose to go oh, that's Spain, fine so. we'll see you next week as well thanks so much the business show will be on on Sunday morning as well I'll tell you more about that tomorrow and the news is coming next. And then afterwards, yep, it's Jokal Day. Tomorrow night at five, we'll be here with Craig Moore and Mark Guidi. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.